It's a black coffee kind of day. Waking up to the sound of rain. Now I just want to spend my day with you. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to season three of Catholic Coffee in the Morning. Episode of the it's last. last. <laughs> it's episode 12 of season 3, episode 36 of our lifetime. Yeah, but we did skip uh, episode 14, RIP. We did. So it's more like 35. 14. I think it was mm-hmm. episode 18, or was it 14? Was it both of them? It was like 14 and we didn't recognize until... Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone right. was like, what does 14 mean? I'm like, I never... Mm. I never made 14. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went 13, so 15. Usually 16, you skip 17. 13, you know. We're addressing all Those the superstitious lore. people. Mm. I'm not superstitious, but... I'm, I'm a, a little, little stitious. <laughs> yeah, so true. But um, if you guys didn't know, um, our podcast listeners, um, this is our final episode of Eternity. And wow. for life. Yeah, yeah, for life. Wow. Yeah. That's grim. Yeah. Yeah, well, we know, just have to be very, real at this time. Yeah, of the we, we, th- this is one of those real big boy sit down talks. <laughs> the coffee hasn't hit yet, so there's no real big no. boy sit down. <laughs> <laughs> My face, I went. You know, yeah, I was trying that. to find that sentence along me saying it, but I did not. Sometimes I start a sentence, sentence and I, and I don't want to hear it's killing. I just hope I find it along. Mm. <laughs> Um, yeah, I did not find that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, um, yeah, Maggie, so, what are you drinking? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Getting right into it. Um, so we You're have just going to uh, skip uh, right over right. that? <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a speed bump got run over. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hard transition into yeah. it. Yeah, okay. So, um, we are all drinking the same coffee, but I'll be the one that starts since I made it. It's... Indoorsman brand, Indoorsman. Um, Ryan Bud gave it to me over Shout the out. summer. Oh. Yeah. Shout yeah. out Ryan Bud. He gave it to me as like, a, thanks for letting us stay here at camp. Oh. You're like, yeah. you're welcome. And he's like, this is from a, I think it's from a coffee shop in Steubenville. He said it's really good, so I ground the beans this morning and mm. made the coffee. It's pretty good, and I'm also have some rice. Crispy treat, rice crispy treat creamer in there. Just a little, little hint. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm drinking out of the that mug that I've explained before, where like a little kid drew a butterfly mm-hmm, on it. Mm-hmm. That's very it's, lore accurate. It's like um, those are butterflies. Yeah. Well, those are hearts. Those are. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, okay. a butterfly. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> you're like <laughs> you're looking at it confused, <laughs> like those kid. don't look like butterflies, man. <laughs> Yeah. You call yourself an artist? It's like one of those, um, it's one of those deceivingly large mugs, which I need today, because yeah. I didn't sleep You need much. a deceivingly large amount of coffee. Mm. No, I, yeah, I, need, drinking I, need, I need to drink more. I need that IV You, you need to drink more? You need to drink, drink more. Pumping in my veins. Yeah. You're like, where's the IV? You know, yeah. they have IV. injectable pre-workout. It's a thing. Um, oh that's scary. Um, <laughs> needles Speaking of Can injectable pre workout, Patrick, mm-hmm. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm drinking brute now. Um, I got uh, water and a protein shake. Uh, I would do coffee again, probably, but I'm also not trying to build a dependency on caffeine. Is there creatine in that? Why? Yes. Oh, actually. Nice. Yeah. Why don't you nice. dry scoop it? Dry scoop? <laughs> uh, because it's just. 
Neither. That's like fat scoops, man. That's, I ain't trying to die. <laughs> I do just I tried to throw it back, that. though. Like, it, you yeah. know, it's, it's not great. Throw it back. Throw it back. Yeah. Throw it back for a real one. Yep. No, it's a protein powder, though. So, you know, it's not great. So, you just yeah. chug it and yeah. hope for the best. Why milk water and not milk? That's yeah. a good question. Milk's more Too protein. Thick? Milk? Whole milk? Whole milk? I could do milk. Whole milk's good for you. It would probably be super you. thick. That's it's what like, I learned with protein. Milk is like, that's all like a lot of protein though, because that's already like 30 or 40 grams as it is. And then you throw like a bunch of milk in there too, that's like... It would taste better though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would Probably. <laughs> it wouldn't feel like watery chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Chocolate yeah. water. Yeah. Chocolate yeah. water. Mm-hmm. See, it, it, usually it's cold enough because I let it sit in my car it's probably while I'm working out. And I get out there and it's basically, you can't even really taste it if you drink it fast enough. So <laughs> There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's like, yeah. wow, this is cold. And then like seven seconds later, you're done. It's the same Ass. thing of like, you can't really see it if you squint. Yeah. Yeah, it's the OSHA safety squint for yeah. protein shakes. The OSHA safety squint. Yep. OSHA doesn't listen to us, so we're good. Well, yeah, I'm definitely not, not well, going against my certification here. Uh, Jake, what do you got? Uh, I'm drinking the same coffee as Maggie mentioned, um, and I'm drinking it out of my Washington Capitals mug. Mm. Mm. So we just had some a waffle sandwich with peanut butter. So it was a chocolate quite, waffle sandwich. Ah, peanut butter and chocolate. It's like a, <laughs> like a recent, not sponsored though. Oh my god! Great one separate. Wow. The one they come together to make the morning, morning time, time epic. epic. I said that earlier when you said, "Oh yeah, I mean peanut butter and chocolate." I was like, "Great one separate." <laughs> and no one no listens to me. <laughs> it's okay. Anyway, you went yeah. first. What are you oh. drinking? <laughs> um, let's see. I'm drinking the same colored coffee as everybody else. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, I'm also not trying to build a. Uh, I guess dependence on caffeine i usually don't drink coffee so i'm probably going to be bouncing off the walls right around 20 minutes into the podcast um but i'm drinking it out of the where god guides he provides mug because that is so fact that is so mm-hmm. true mm-hmm. god guided you here bars. provided that coffee bro mm-hmm. <laughs> bars right there <laughs> real real zachary mm-hmm. what you drinking oh i am uh drinking um french or italian oh yeah um, what is it? Italian, Italian cream. cream. Italian, Italian sweet cream. cream. It's Italian two times sweet cream. Yeah, I I also have a little bit of coffee in here, um, just to you know, cut Balance through the t- through cut through the taste of the Italian sweet cream. You know, mm-hmm. mellowed out a little bit. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> that was the most dramatic <laughs> inhale. <laughs> and then I'm. Uh, <laughs> And then Attempting I'm, me. <laughs> and I, I'm, I am eating my Echoes. <laughs> I won't finish them before the end of the podcast, probably because I'm talking now. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm like fighting for my life over here. <laughs> <laughs> me, me when I was walking up the stairs <laughs> before this podcast, and then Patrick's like, don't die. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let let me just kind of give you you all on the podcast uh, a visual of what this looks like around here. We have like about five hundred candles <laughs> lit around the table. Three. <laughs> three because this okay, one actually, actually stop. Cat, there's like three wicks in that. There's one, so three that wicks in here. Classifies as five. So we have total, five. Total. We we're trying to light this other um, apple candle right now, but it's like every time we light it, it does like the gasp I just did of like. <gasps> 
<laughs> of like trying to like light, but it's n- not. Right. And when we say it, apple candle, we don't mean a candle that's scented like an apple. We no, mean it's a candle literally that's like a greenhouse. It's, it's not the eye candle either. Not no, apple. no. <laughs> it, it's the literally <laughs> basically <laughs> what they did is they hollowed out an apple and put a wick in it. It's, Real it's apple. completely made of wax. <laughs> So I don't know what you're talking about. I said basically. <laughs> basically, apple. you're lying to our audience. Well, no one's taking a bite out of it, so we yeah. don't actually yeah. know yeah. if it's an yeah. apple or not. They'll never know. It looks know? like an apple. It looks like an apple. It smells like an apple. Smell? No, so it, it does not. <laughs> Maggie's like Maggie's cutting through all the <laughs> not having it. Ain't no lies. Nobody's gonna convince our audience that that's a real apple. <laughs> not that's not watch. a real apple. Not on her watch. <laughs> anyway, speaking of apples, yeah, Zach, what did we talk about? <laughs> <laughs> so, so last night we continued our journey through Revelations. Today, Revelation our... singular. Revelation. The, but the there are multiple revelations. revelations. The, the, the book is called Revelation. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, no, you're Bible. And remember. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that long pause afterwards, just to, wait a minute, it does say Revelations on this page. Oh, it what? says Revelation and then it says Revelations. Yeah, well, Ooh. that's wrong. That was Ooh. literally the whole thing that we talked about Did before. Uh, no, just on one It's page. a typo on one page, therefore I am correct. I think not. I opened to the specific page where it says Revelations at the top. That's for yeah. some reason. It's for some only, reason. That's crazy. Why yeah. is it? Why is that? Why is? I don't know. But anyway, they, 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 please move it. on. <laughs> please move on. <laughs> so, so uh, what we went over yesterday was basically, uh, you know, before we went over like the heralding of the coming of the judgment and everything right here. Um, this is the judgment. You know, we're here. We made it. We are in the midst of the judgment. And the chapters are literally, you know, labeled the seven last plagues, if that gives you any, um, insight into, uh, insight into, uh, like what's going on here. Uh, so basically you have the seven, uh, plagues which are coming, and then you have the seven bowls which the plagues are poured out upon. And then you have the, like, first plague, which uh, the first angel pours out onto the people, or, or onto the oh, earth. Wow. <laughs> just dumping the balls yeah. all over the people. That's the, one of the plagues. You just get dumped with water. No, it's Dude, God's fury. Plague. It's, it's, you don't dump out water. It's God's fury that you're dumping out. Oh. Real. Unbelievable. I did correct him. And then, um, and then it moves on to, like, um, the evils of Babylon the Great. Or um, evil. It ain't that great. Well, well, great <laughs> as in great man. evil. You know, grave Arlitch type King. of thing. Yeah. Yes. That uh, prostitution. You yeah. Know. So Patrick. Yeah. What? Mm. Huh? Why what are you calling me out after that comment? Whoa! That transition was not okay. <laughs> I just wanted to hear your thoughts. You're not a liar. <laughs> <laughs> So what stuck out to you, Patrick? Um, other than other than being called a harlot, um, no, for real though, I feel like um, the chapter of Babylon the Great, Revelation seventeen, um, 
I feel like that definitely applies to today's world. Um, mm. I mean, it's just essentially talking about like impurity and lust mm -hmm. um, as like the primary example of what's wrong with um, everything. And it's, I've noticed it's become very prevalent in today's world. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like everywhere. You don't even have to look for it. Like it finds you. Mm -hmm. um, mm. So that, that just mm. stuck out to me on chapter 17 there. Yeah, speaking of finding you, that reminds me of what uh, Matt, when we were prepping for Bible study, um, Maggie made this um, uh, great insight, I think, of like Revelation, how... Revelation, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Revelations. Singular. <laughs> not the bull. Not, not the water. But um, Maggie made this great insight uh, to get back on track. Um, <clears throat> of like how... Um, at conception, you know, um, as we, we all, all we Catholics know, we are uh, designated a um, uh, guardian angel. Uh, thank you. We're designated a guardian angel to, you know, like help us through our lives, protect us, you know, watch over us type of thing. But like also at our birth, um, the devil sends us um, a um, devil to um, try to tempt us to... Um, uh, basically mm -hmm. um and it, 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 it's kind of reminiscent of the screw tape letters if any of you um listeners have read that uh, maggie can go further into that but um about like how like um it's basically like this um this this demon who's writing his uncle like trying to um tempt this man that he's been designated quote unquote um, to be like, how do I get this man um, to fall? Mm -hmm. um, and how do I get him to um, uh, willingly go into hell? Mm -hmm. that yeah. yeah. Yeah, we spent a lot of time in the girls' Bible study talking about chapter 17. I think that is where we spent mm -hmm. most of our time. Because um, we were talking a lot about like the over-sexualization that's occurring in society yeah. in like every kind of sphere like media music mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. like we also were talking about it in terms of like clothing too where there's 10 year olds wearing crop tops like that's and just you're insane. like whoa there yeah no it's just like a vastly different time than even when we were growing up where we were all the girls were talking about i mean this has nothing to do with you boys but no. our girl listeners of like, we were all kind of made to wear one pieces or, like, tankinis. <laughs> tankinis. I don't, you guys don't know what tankinis I are. I my tankinis. Basically, it's, like, a bikini, but it has, like, a part on the front so it covers your stomach. So it's, like, looks like a one piece from the front, but kind of looks like, like a two piece from the back. From the back. Mm. Tankini, because it looks like a tank top. Um. So, anyway. So, we were all just kind of, like commiserating on yeah i remember how much i wanted a bikini because everyone was wearing them and then i had to wear a tankini <laughs> and so then, no. but it was like really good to you know have that sort of like innocence preserved mm -hmm, in that mm -hmm. sense um and just the fact that like you walk into target and there's like only bikinis for eight-year-olds yeah. and it's just like there's there's so much skin <laughs> being exposed mm -hmm. all the time. Um, and yeah, just realizing how quickly kids these days have to grow up, unfortunately. Just mm -hmm. like 
is insane. Yeah. Um, because of the prevalence of sin. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like we, we expect kids to act like adults and everything like that, but like adults, we expect to like just kind of do whatever they want and like not have any responsibility and everything Mm -hmm. like that. Like, it's like a total reversal of like Mm -hmm. the right order, quote unquote, I guess Mm -hmm. about like how, you know, adults should be, um, you know, the watchers and like watching over the kids and protecting them from like the world, you know, until they can like mature a little bit and, um, go out in the world and face all the, you know, because the world is not a, um, not a rainbows and butterflies kind of place, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of harsh realities that you need to come to. And like, you know, adults should be like, trying to preserve the innocence as much as possible, you know, while still like, while still at the same time, like preparing them for the world, you know, you don't want to just like, just focus on like, okay, I'm going to give my kids innocence, but like nothing else, like no preparation Mm -hmm. or anything like that. They go out into the world and they're like, oh wait, the world is a messed up place and there's nothing to like prepare them for like going out there and, you know, living life in the outside world right i think there's kind of a difference between like innocence and the ignorance that you're just talking yeah, about it's like yeah. if you don't ever talk about any of these things with your kids you know then they're just going to get exposed to it at mm-hmm. school or whatever mm-hmm. um which is probably not where you want them to get exposed to it um definitely at least for the first time i mean it's just going to happen anyway probably but or you can homeschool your kids that's that's pretty based um it's public school is awful, but <laughs> different topic. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I think it's important to have like those discussions um, mm-hmm. as they're growing up and kind of educate them from the Catholic perspective, um, so they kind of know what all that means, what how it applies to their life, um, yeah, yeah. instead of getting society's view on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, and um, I think we talked about this last week about like the. Um, the issue of like if if you don't like teach your kids about all this stuff like that they just they they have to f- figure it out for themselves yeah. and type of thing and like that's i feel like that it's not like the main reason for like what's going on today but it like contributes to it you know like to some degree of like parents are like you know kid you you can figure out whatever uh, identity whatever sexuality whatever all this stuff you want and the kids the kids you know <clears throat> i heard it um i'm gonna quote jordan peterson again um <laughs> yes. but to talk about jordan peterson um he had this one uh podcast i think it was where he was talking about like how kids need like walls around them they need boundaries they need uh like uh crispy 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 uh, laid out like things they can see of like boundaries of like parents are like this is the wall do not cross it and kids uh, naturally push and push and push and push until they find that wall and they're like okay this is the space I have to work with okay I can move here I can move here I can move here but if I go outside that you know that that's like against my parents and they may you know, kids may naturally, like, move outside of that figurative wall that you have set up, but they naturally want to go back to that, you know, same space that you created for them. Kind of like 
when you go on vacation, you know, like when you get home, you're like, oh man, you know, this is, this is my space type of thing. Mm -hmm. And so like, um, to relate that back to what I was saying before, like, um, if you don't give kids those boundaries of like, here's what's right, here's, here's, you know, like how you figure out what's right, what's wrong. Here's how you, you know, know that what you believe is right. Here's how you question the things that you want to question, but still try to figure out the truth from it type of thing. If you don't give them that and you're like, hey, go out into the world, go figure all this out for yourself. I'm not going to help guide you because you need to like experience it for yourself, quote unquote, or something like that. Like the, the big hippie revolution type of thing of like love is love and then like all your, all, bliss. All your bliss type of thing. And they're like, go figure out your bliss, quote unquote. And like that doesn't give kids like set walls to work with. So they push and 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 they push because that's what kids know how to do because they're trying to find that walls and they don't. Mm -hmm. There's no walls. So they keep pushing. And like you can see that in the world today, like even in our generation, like the change that's happened in society is like, you know, absolutely, you know, terrifying of like how fast everything is progressing how fast everything is building on each other because with with each new not even generation but each new like uh, almost like sibling year like it's about yeah. like two years is in between siblings like one pushes and they're like I can't find a wall and they eventually just stop because they can't find a wall and they're like looking around they're like what's happening and then the next kid pushes even further because they're like well you just didn't go far enough and then there's a wall further than that and then there's none and then it keeps pushing and pushing and yeah. pushing and pushing mm -hmm. until like we are where we we are now and it's you know mm -hmm. yeah kind of insane i have a thought about yeah. a couple of things you're saying one from earlier of like we want kids to be adults um i think yeah like when you're a kid is the time to be a kid but mm -hmm. a lot of times we like force kids to grow up too fast and then wonder why when they're like 20 something they have like a major breakdown and they're crazy yeah and it's like well you never gave them an opportunity to like live and be children so now is the mm -hmm. time they're doing it and now there's far more consequences for being stupid yeah. when you're like in your 20s than when you're 12 mm -hmm. so it's like we and then like, parents also, like, I had this, I feel like I've talked about it before, of one of the first times I went grocery shopping when I was in college, like, where I wasn't with my parents, because I didn't live near my parents when I went to college, mm -hmm. was, like, I was walking through Kroger, and there were, I had, like, I had, like, pizza rolls in my car, and, like, yeah. Eggo waffles, and I was like, this is, I'm living right now, this is crazy, and there was, like, this mom with kids who are like, mom, please, can I have a chocolate bar, please? And then she's like, no, no, it's bad for you, no. And then, like, I'm walking, living, like, I'm living luxury. I'm like, I don't got my parents here, this is crazy. Um, and so, like, just thinking about how if your parents let you do anything you want when you're, like, a little kid, like, I kind of just contradicting myself in a way mm. of like kids should be allowed to be kids but not to the point of excess like nothing yeah. in excess is because good. they never know the limits right so it's like 
if my mom, every time that we went to the store, let me get every single thing that I asked for, like, I'd be morbidly obese. Right I'd, I'd be chomping. I'd, I'd probably be dead with yeah, diabetes, diabetes. Right Um, But, like, yeah. yeah, so she would allow me to get, like, something sometimes. Mm-hmm. But then, like, other times she's like, no. Or mm-hmm. the classic, we've got that at home. We got that at um, home. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, if we were constantly... It's like, yeah, everything needs balance. So if mm-hmm. we were constantly told no, we're then going to have this... We're going to be so tightly wound that when we finally have the ability to do something for ourselves like and we have will. that freedom, you're going to go off the deep end because you're yeah. like, oh, I've never been able to do any of this stuff before. Mm-hmm. I knew a lot of people from high school who are like seemingly really good. Like, not that they turned bad, but like really good kids who are like on the straight and narrow and mm-hmm. then they went to college and then completely fell off because they had never been able to, like, do anything. Yeah, they had never been able to do anything either. That, like, not that you should be doing horrendous stuff all the time, but it was just, like, they were constantly just doing things that they never would have done Mm -hmm. when I knew them in high school. But, like, in college, they were like, what? Well, I (laughs) saw stuff like that going from, like, middle school to high school. Mm. Um, Like, I I feel like that age just gets younger and younger. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's awful, like... Freshman year, what, 14 or 15 years old or whatever, like, this dude walked up to me and was trying to sell me drugs in the hallway. I was like, You're like bro. Um, yeah. And, like, yeah. I mean, with vapes and all that stuff coming around, too, it's like mm-hmm. middle schoolers yeah. are out here puffing fat ones. And, like, <laughs> it's just, yeah. like, it's whack. Yeah, and it's like if you used to be friends with those people in middle school and now you're in high school and you're like, oh, like, I trust this person. But you don't mm-hmm. realize, like, how far they've fallen from Mm -hmm. the person that you knew um you're gonna be like oh yeah like i trust this and the thing with like vapes too is we have like literally no idea the long-term effects of it because it just came out so it's like well i mean with cigarettes we know the more we didn't at the time i'm saying but it's like they are so i mean you're literally inhaling water i just don't understand (laughs) But well, anyway, water just, and a ton of other yeah. Well, it's like the ass, like you're inhaling nickelly lead into your lungs. <laughs> like the dudes, just like. Well, now they have the pens with like marijuana instead yeah. of just vape. Yeah, so yeah. now yeah. you're not only getting the vape chemicals, you're getting weed. like weed. Yeah, you know? which is crazy. So who knows what? Yeah, that's even gonna look getting like. Getting kids hooked on drugs while their brain's still growing is right. yeah, never awful. gonna yeah. be a it, good combination. Speaking of that, it seems like <laughs> that's like a big push in society is like it gets younger and younger when you hook kids with like all the things of the world like as we were talking about before like the over sexualization of everything like that gets exposed to kids younger and younger and younger until like you're like until you have like eight-year-olds out here who are like being exposed to all this stuff and you're like even like even the most like ardent like pro you know sexualization and like pornography and all this stuff person will be like oh like that that that's weird like we shouldn't be showing this to like little kids but like it's gotten to the point that like some some of those people are like no we should be showing this to like kids and everything like that like i'm not sure if you guys have like seen those like parent teacher conferences Mm -hmm. where like they'll like read out these books and they'll be like stop reading that that's like grotesque that's not appropriate for this setting and you're like why is my kid reading this? Yeah. You know, you're Why is like, this on the approved reading list yeah, for my exactly. elementary school? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I have a real life example of that because my sister is 10 and she's in, yeah, she's in fifth grade right now. Um, and my dad and my stepmom had this like big tiff with the school board because one of her, uh, one of her textbooks for sex education in fifth grade <clears throat> 
talks about like in depth like sexual acts mm. and it tells kids about like you know use condoms and like this kind of stuff and they're in fifth grade yeah, so my dad and my stepmom like yeah. fought hard against the school board and they lost so now it's like they're stuck in fifth grade reading in depth descriptions of what sex is and what to do and, yeah. and how to use protection and how it's just awful so um they're pulling her out of fifth grade mm. I think but um I think they're gonna like put her in a Catholic school but it's yeah it's really bad yeah especially in like urban areas that are trying to be more progressive and trying to follow that agenda it's really bad and um because that's how you that's how you change an entire like generation or nation is to like is to like get it get it the kids you know but ironically um I i think it's having the opposite effect that like they they thought it would because there was this um i forget what it was i was listening to this podcast but like actually um like gen z is the least likely generation to like want to have like um like sex scenes in movies and all that like mm-hmm. like they did like this poll and everything like that and you'd think like gen z like our generation would be like you know the most clamoring for like mm-hmm. things like that and everything like that but it's actually the opposite and they found like the 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 prevalence of like depression the prevalence of like hopelessness the prevalence of people without friends is like much much greater in our generation than in past generations and i think it's because of you know the alienation that like all this stuff brings because if you're like if you're if you have all this available to you you're just going to stay in your room and like not go out and have human interaction or anything like that because you're like "I, i have it all here you know like I have my like vape and everything like that so I can be like feeling good and now they have marijuana so like I can just get high in my room and like be on my computer watching all this stuff and like that'll like satisfy me quote unquote and they're like and this is what the generations told me to like do to find my bliss quote unquote Mm -hmm. and like this this is like this is the short term satisfaction that's being given to me Mm -hmm. but like after a certain point, like the depression and everything sets in and people are looking around, they're like, oh, you know, just like, you know, it's just like depression, you know, you can just like cure that and do, you know, Mm -hmm. just like give them, give them drugs or anything like that. Like uh, originally, um, and I, I would hope this would um, happen for like most people is like you first try to do like practical things before you start going into drugs. Like that's always the, that's always the first thing you want to do in medicine is like most benefit, least amount of harm. Like you don't want to immediately go into, um, hooking them on, hooking them on like these, these extremely, (laughs) you know, extremely addictive, like medicine and everything like that. When you could like be like, go to therapy. All right, let's try to work through this first. Yeah, there's a lot of benefits yeah. to cognitive behavioral yeah, therapy. Yeah, but yeah. there's so much stigma. I feel like there's less there's stigma less. now. Yeah. I think because I mean, it's really not a wonder that there's an increase in suicide, depression and anxiety in our generation yeah. when there's an increase in um access to pornography, increase in social media, yeah, increase yeah. in isolation. Um like there's like increases in all of these things. Um so I read, I was telling the girls that I think it was between 80 something and 90 something percent of men have been, um, 
exposed to pornography or have an addiction to pornography like over 90%, which mm-hmm. is like insane. But also like when you see billboards for sheets with half naked girls on it for a gas station you're like well i'm not really surprised (laughs) that like men are addicted to pornography because like it's everywhere like there's like half naked women all over the place for a gas station (laughs) it's like Mm -hmm. insane and it's like that's the way it's portrayed all of the time everywhere Mm -hmm. and so it's like you're constantly getting like attacked Mm -hmm. attacked is the only word you can use like it's just not it's sad and not surprising than when you like hear that statistic yeah, yeah. what do you think plus, plus oh sorry oh i was just thinking i was like um because the first plague that god sends in revelation is the boils mm-hmm. so he's like attacking people's physical appearance he's like well i made you guys beautiful and i made you guys good and like look how you use your physical appearance you mm-hmm. set it on only fans to tempt millions of guys to mm-hmm do horrible stuff for money <clears throat> yeah. i want to see the statistic on how many women nowadays have some something like only fans mm-hmm. um because like i'll just be like scrolling through youtube or something and it's like literally every other clip it's like oh you know it's the stupid ones that are like oh you know it's like would you rather have like 20 dollars or a mystery gift and it's like you want to know how i afforded this only fans it's mm-hmm. like it's very really? stupid it's and um i even know of people in my own life that are going down that path um it's just like I don't know. I'd throw a number at the wall, say like probably forty percent, but I don't know if that's accurate or not. But it's definitely on the rise because yeah, it's like exactly what chapter seventeen is talking about. You know, um, verse eighteen: the the woman, um, the harlot, whom you whom you saw represents the great city that has sovereignty over the kings of the earth. Like that hit me is basically just like yeah, there are. I feel like as men, you know, we all know women are extremely beautiful, right? But that gets twisted so easily. Yep. Um, and so that's kind of what I think of is that beauty gets twisted. And then yeah. us, you know, quote, kings, the guys are essentially owned by that. So mm-hmm. like Maggie was saying, like the 80, 90 percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> yeah, and that kind of that kind of I feel like that kind of contributes to like people not caring for anybody mm-hmm. anymore type of thing, you know, like um I I think it's been around for a while, but, like, I I just especially noticed it, like, just recently. Maybe that's just because I've been, like, looking around. But, like, it, you know, people are so objectified nowadays. Like, people just look at each other as objects or, like, NPCs in their own little world type mm-hmm. of thing. Of, like, they're walking down the street. Somebody bumps into them. They're like, oh, you know, F you, you know, get out of here type of thing. And then that ends up you know someone being shot and you're like why would you let it escalate over like you just bumping into someone like do you not realize that this other person's going through something or something like this and but like we don't because we like see each other as like objects and stuff like that or like you know that instant gratification of us and like the just looking at them or you know looking at people for their you know objectivity type of thing and especially with like the decline of religion recently like mm. we literally just see each other as meatballs <laughs> of flesh <laughs> just like walking around type of thing without like anything of substance in there type of thing so yeah yeah you got more to say um i was just thinking about what patrick said he said ownership at the end of his last and i was like that's exactly what it is 
it's like yeah like the porn it's literally just like worship pretty much Mm -hmm. of these people you don't even know and Mm -hmm. it's just like you know you could be using that time to further your relationships or your relationship with god but instead you're pretty much engaging in false worship yeah Mm -hmm. Um, and like your brain's not done forming until you're 25 yeah so if you're exposed at a young enough age like your brain is growing around that and so like that's how easy it is to then become addicted to something like pornography is just what we've been talking about so it's easier to talk about alcohol like anything like there's your yeah your brain's not fully formed like marijuana we were also talking about like Mm -hmm. weed vaping like any sort of addiction to anything like you not that you can't get addicted later in life but it is just so much easier so like if you find yourself addicted to something or realizing like whoa i do feel like i have a dependence on this thing like it's not too late Mm because just as much as you are like addicted right now you can break those chains because there's still time and even past 25 you can still stop these things from happening but Mm -hmm. it is like you're not done your brain's not done forming yes you may have been like a slave to this thing for a really long time but there's still hope there's still time to like Mm -hmm. stop um and like not to be disheartened if you like fall again as painful as it will be for like the fallout for other people Mm -hmm. especially because no sin is private and you shouldn't be going through something like an addiction by yourself so letting people in and not being ashamed when yeah like it's something that you've had ingrained in your brain that like when if and when you fall again like to let people in because the first thing the devil wants you to do is feel so ashamed not to tell anybody that you're like well i've already fallen i might as well like keep going you know and like that is that is the point you don't want to get to so let people in let the light shine in because jesus is like waiting to help you with things like this he's yeah. like, he turns he swivels around and he's like you finally arrived <laughs> well 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 there i think there have been studies done on um essentially like pornography addictions um and like things of that nature and they found that it has the same effect on your brain as drugs mm-hmm. um oh yeah so i saw that when it's like I feel like it's easy to say, it's like, oh, you know, I'm not addicted to this. Um, or you, know, or you, have, you like, have the common phrase of like, oh, I can just stop. I can stop at any time. Right. Yeah. You know, or it's just like, oh, this is, you know, different. Um, it's not. It's like the same as yeah. any other addiction. Um, but what you're talking about, uh, feeling ashamed of your actions. I feel like, uh, obviously, yeah, it is important to... Um, have accountability partners and like mm-hmm. bring it to light. But at the same time, at least in my own life, I've noticed that shame from doing anything wrong kind of serves as motivation to do mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's something about today's world that's really cool is like, I feel like our generation is just so sick of it. Yeah. I feel like yeah. we're all extremely motivated to just go ham. I mean, like, I, mm-hmm. I don't really know how to describe it, but like, I'm, I guess one example is the gym. Um, you know, I mean, you see all these memes, it's like guys will get rejected by this girl or whatever it is. Um, and then they go to the gym and turn mm-hmm. into absolute units. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, it's just cool because I feel like even though this generation has its issues, um, mm-hmm. I think I saw this clip, it was basically saying 
this generation more than any other is really searching for the truth. Yeah. And God's name comes up more than ever. Mm -hmm. Um, usually it's in a bad way, but you know, if we can like find a way to twist that, you know, I think the motivation is there. Mm -hmm. Um, we just have to go in the right direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say there's kind of two sides to that though, because I do I I do realize that there's a lot of people who like use their trauma or the bad things that they go through as motivation to do better. But then there's also a much higher rate it seems in our generation of just making it into a victim complex of like yeah. defining because that's ourselves. That's cool nowadays. Like de- yeah, define like oh my gosh, I I have anxiety and depression. I'm so like I'm I'm so like that's just I don't know seeing that as cool and like. I don't know, just, just taking our trauma and being like, yeah, like, you know, this bad thing happened to me when I was little, and therefore I blame society, and the way I am is because of society, and it's not, there's nothing I can do about it, and essentially I'm, right. I'm oppressed, and I'll be pr- oppressed forever, and there's, yeah. unless we have a massive change in society, nothing's ever going to be good enough for me, essentially, and that's that's just pride, and it's, and it's really sad um, to see the opposite side of that, too, which also happens, I, I mean, I, I can't speak for other generations, because I'm only a part of this one, but... Mm. Um, I've definitely seen that a lot of people turning that into their own like victim complex of just blaming society for, for the, oppre- for the perceived oppression. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. you know, instead of looking inside and saying, this is what I can do to not define myself by that society affirms blaming society. And it's like, Oh, you know, that's not your fault. There's nothing you can ever do about it. You know, yeah. don't be oppressed. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's a very closed minded way to right. approach mm-hmm. life essentially. You know, it's like I would agree that society conditions you in a certain way. Like public school, you know, they're trying to push all these things on you. But you're not forced to right. stay right. in that spot. Like it's not easy breaking out of that box, but you know, but you it's can. you can, yeah. you know, you just gotta think outside of the box. You can <laughs> you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And it's, at least for me, I'm a very competitive person, so it's almost like a game. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you you put me in a box, and it's like, all right, how am I going to break out, you know? Um, yeah. And it's it's fun in a way, you know, just, it's a challenge. Um, you know, it's like, if everything was easy, there's no sense of reward. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, or like accomplishment or anything like that. So, I think it's almost beneficial in a way that you get thrown in that box, and it's like, all right you know, give it your shot. Let's see what you're made of. So mm-hmm. kind of proven your worth. Yeah. 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 Or like how serious, at least like from a faith perse- pers- perspective, I had a stroke. Thank you. Zach. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's kind of like, okay, you know, we get thrown into sin and temptation and all this stuff and it's like, all right, how, how solid is your faith? You know, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of a test. So, and it's like, if you can, it's almost like a checkpoint, you know, you can kind of see where you're at, um, mm-hmm. where you can improve, where you're doing good. Um, so, you know, I think there's, there's some good to take, yeah. take away from getting thrown in the box. God, God's just like, go run this race and you run, you only make it 10 steps and you're like, I'm exhausted and you face plant and then he brings it back and he's like, all right, so here's what we're going to do. You're going to want to kick your legs back kick the other leg forward and run like that. And then you make it like 11 steps and they make, make it 10 the next time. And they might make it like 12 and they make, make it like 11. And then you might make it like 13. You know, you have like, you have like improvements, but in there interspersed every so often, you might like go back a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. because like, 
you're still trying to figure out those like new methods of like getting just a little bit further, getting just a little bit further, getting, building up a little more muscle strength and building up a little more of your like, in this case, faith life as, um, uh, Peppa was saying of like, you know, just that progression. And it's not going to be like one day major progression and you're going to be like running a mile when you were like walking 10 steps before, you know, that doesn't happen. Like, as all things in the world, like, you know, it takes those small progressions, those small little victories are the ones that, like, build up into, like, the end, you know, product of, like, running that mile type of thing. Mm-hmm. I think I saw this or heard that I think it was one of those motivation podcasts or something. Is <laughs> You are a man. <laughs> no, seriously, though. I mean, I think they get a lot of hate, but they they have some bangers, some, some bars sometimes. Um and one of them, it was just like dream big, but you know, take small steps because you can't expect to essentially like from a, I'll use the gym as an example. You can't walk into the gym day one and be like, I'm going to bench four plates. Mm. Like you're going to die. And they're going to be like, man, I'm weak. And then you just don't go back to the gym. But if you set like kind of goals, like you have, the, you have your big goal, right? You're like, I want to bench four plates. And then you break it down into like how you get there. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So you like start with the bar and then you throw in like some fives or two and a halves or whatever, you know, and you just keep working. Um, mm-hmm. So it takes time, but it's important to have like that, that big goal, you know, mm-hmm. two and a half will get you. Yeah. Well, two and a half every they, time, dude. They, it's yeah, crazy. They feel like tens or 15 or I guess. Yeah. 20s, 25. I mean. Yeah. 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 I've never benched before. I <laughs> <laughs> We only ever had to do the bar and soccer mm. uh, conditioning. Yeah. And Lucky. my best friend and I were um, partnered together, and neither of us could lift the bar. <laughs> and so we just hold it for each other. You're like, <laughs> I play, please, Casey, please, please. <laughs> and then my coach <laughs> would see that, and then he would be like, Maggie, you got this. Because she would be spotting me. Yeah. And I'm... He'd be like, Maggie, like you, you could lift this, and I'm like, I literally cannot lift this, and I'm like laying on that thing, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I cannot lift it any more than this, and then I could do everything else, but I was like, mm. not these, not these noodle arms, they cannot lift that. Um, That's why I got dumbbells off. Just do like five five pound dumbbell presses go. or something, you know. There, you there's we had to always do build up the strength. Yeah, with soccer conditioning, we had to do like a ton of stuff like that, like throwing those weighted balls at each other and mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, my my arm jelly. I was like, oh, yeah. what is the point of this? I'm <laughs> playing with my feet. <laughs> my I legs are really not, strong. I my do arms not are not. My upper body. Did you ever do wall sits where you like pass the plate? Along? Oh man, Ooh. or the no, the medicine we did, ball. Yeah, we medicine, ball. The medicine oh. ball. We also would do the thing of like you put it over your head and then you put it to underneath your legs to the person behind oh. you who'd lift it up and yeah. put it. Mm. That was horrendous. Yeah. So Jake. Yeah. Oh. Well, I was thinking about what Patrick said again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Patrick and the Patrick Jake combo. Today. I know. Yeah. It's like Just he was saying, fire. like there's more prevalence of God nowadays. And it's been really, really weird. Um, I was looking... I've been noticing in Ramstead more people are praying. It's so weird. It's the last thing I would expect from this campus. Like, people praying before they eat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, it's so wild. Like, just random people. I'm like, what the heck? Mm. Shepherd University? (laughs) Well, even... (laughs) They're praying? Yeah, that that is kind of crazy. Because, like, even Catholics, like, I know I've had a 
pretty long stretch, I'll just like either forget to pray before I eat or like just not do it. Cause it's like, mm. it's one of those things that's like so, you know, little, you, you just don't really think about it. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that like people here are doing that now, it's like, that's, that's crazy. Cool. And yeah, like Shepherd of all places. Right. Um, <laughs> it's also then shows the importance of why you should be like, cause sometimes I just pray in my head um, before I eat. But, like, also just making sure that you do the outward sign of the inward mm-hmm. thing. So, like, doing the sign of the cross, mm-hmm. then will other people will be looking at you, yes, but that's not the point to do it. But it is also then they might be more afraid, too, and they then feel, like, okay to pray, yeah, in Ramsden, where they're like, yeah. I would never feel safe to pray in Ramsden. But mm-hmm. then they see other people doing it, and they're like, Oh, yeah. wow. Like, I always just pray in my head because I'm, like, scared of what other people are thinking. But mm-hmm. actually taking the time and being like, no, this is what I believe. And if, like, someone wants to come talk to me about it, like, I am feel secure enough in yeah. what I believe that I could talk to people about it and be like, yeah, I do pray before I eat. Mm-hmm. And it is just, like, that's the way you start a movement, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, St. Teresa's little way of evangelization. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't go out. She wasn't Mother Teresa, you know, and, like, going out and, like, saving all of these people at, like, the clinic. Mm. She did her little way. And some people are called to do the, yeah, the big thing of running a mile. And some people are called to do the the ten steps at a time Mm -hmm, kind of thing. mm -hmm. Yeah, I've noticed, you know, little things like that in my life as well. Um, Just kind of, like, the day-to-day things. Um, You know, I, I was watching the Michigan Ohio State game. And one of the go blow, yeah, for real. Um, I don't, I really don't like Ohio State, but I think their running back, um, he had like the black nose tape and he had a Bible verse like kind of scratched into it. And I was like, as much as I don't like Ohio State, I respect that guy. (laughs) Um, but also, like, even just at the gym, um, my sister got me this shirt, um, and it's got a Bible verse on the back, like Second Timothy something. And it was oh, something along it, the lines of... I have of, fought the fight, I have run the race. No, it was one that's um, along the lines of, like, the Lord stood by my side and gives me strength. Oh, like, something like that. Nice. Um, and I, there have been a few people recently that are just like, hey, like, I like your shirt, bro. And I'm like, thanks. Um, and then, like, one guy walked up to me, I think it was last week, and he was like, hey, man, like, thanks for wearing that shirt. Um, and I was, like, very confused. I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. And then he was like, that was, like a sign I needed today. Um, oh. And I was like, that's pretty basic. Like, word. Um, so I went and ordered more because they were on sale for Black Friday. So I got some like, different ones. You're um, like, well. But, you know, it's just yeah. like, I feel like people really are looking. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they know what they're looking for, but yeah. they're they're searching for something. Um, yeah. So I think the more we do like those little things, like praying before we eat, um, wearing some sort of Christian clothing, you know, whatever. I think that'll really start to make an impact. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of like uh, the same thing uh, like throughout the ages of like even in the the like old Greek days, like people were searching for something they didn't know what, and they found something like so close to Christianity, right. they were just missing that like the central person of Jesus, mm-hmm. and they like like everything was like almost like perfectly laid out, but it was just it just fell short in like this one thing, and I think. I think we're on kind of the same trajectory of like, like people will deny that like history repeats itself and like human nature is like staying this. It does like, come on. Like one of my history professors was like, history does not repeat itself. And I was was a history major. We talked about all the time how history repeats itself. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess Shepard doesn't endorse that. (laughs) (laughs) 
but it like it like absolutely does of like you know you you ignore this one part of history and it crops back up and you're like oh it like came about again but that doesn't mean it repeat yeah it does <laughs> but it's like so all of human history they we've been searching for like some form of meaning or something like that and like we we had that before and and then like society just decided oh let's just tear this away and so now we're back to like searching for it again and we're re-going through the whole cycle of like being like oh let's try this uh, no that doesn't work that doesn't bring us meaning this and then we get a little closer and then we get a little further and then we get it we're just basically wandering in the dark trying to find right. that um that grounding it's like the, the the israelites in the desert for yeah, 40 years yeah but yeah, I, I've also noticed that, um, uh, I was talking to someone the other day about how we are, we were created to worship God and people try and find it all the time, but they like miss, mm-hmm. um, and that was like what I wrote my paper on my last class was, I was talking about like, did God make a covenant with Adam? And, um, I was quoting a lot, um, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, and mm-hmm. he has he talked a lot in his papal encyclicals about how first like our from the creation from the beginning of creation our bodies were made to worship we like we were made to worship God because we rest he rested on the seventh day which is to establish the Sabbath which is to establish us taking a day out of our week to praise God and give it to Him and mm-hmm. so it's like we have always been made to like rest and worship god and that's why like people love nature it's like Mm -hmm. that's an avenue in which to become closer to god um that's why we love people that's like that's why you like people desire to have sex with people Mm -hmm. is because like that's another form of growing closer with someone in order to like grow closer with god so it's like the things that the devil tempts you with are like good and holy things because God made them so, mm-hmm. but they can be because of the fall, like can be twisted in such a way where it's like, as opposed to love, it's lust, mm-hmm. you know, like there's always that counterpart. Um, and lust is that instant gratification. So it's like, oh yeah, like I want that now. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to do it now. And it's like, well, you want the love. You don't want the lust, Yeah, but you are willing to settle for the less because you can get it quicker. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, we were made to worship God. Our bodies were made to worship God. Like our, that is why like people are constantly searching for that thing to fill that God shaped hole in their heart. But like, as St. Augustine says, like our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Mm-hmm. Like we will always be restless until we find Jesus. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, maybe this will fill it. No, it doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Let me try the next thing. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's I think it's cool that I, I think it's interesting to see how people are um, like searching for God and some people are even finding God, but they don't want to admit that it's in the Catholic Church mm-hmm. because the Catholic Church is so blasphemed now. Mm-hmm. And like nobody like if you're a, if you're a Catholic, you're a Catholic. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to associate with you kind of thing. Like even when I was converting, it's not like I was scared to tell people that I was becoming Catholic, but. I saw the reaction in their faces when I would say it because they'd be like, oh, so you hate me as a person now because I'm gay. Or like, how do you, you mm-hmm. know, how do you relate to the LGBT? Like, how do you, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and they would start like questioning me on my faith, which was kind of good because at least they're asking questions and I can answer the questions. And um, 
that reminds me of like what Venerable Fulton Sheen said about like people don't leave the church because of what it teaches. They leave the church because of what they think it teaches. Mm -hmm. Um, and that like hit home, I guess, when I was, when I like have been talking to people about the church since I converted or before I converted and that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. And I'm interested to see how people kind of find, I guess, Catholicism in, I guess, their own journeys, especially with the way it's been blasphemed Mm -hmm. lately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Keep asking those questions. Keep asking, keep, you know. Keep you gotta Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep searching through the through the searching thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe <laughs> one day we'll do a a keep reunion episode. Oh we will? Maybe one day. Maybe oh, we will. <laughs> Ten years later. <laughs> so I remember, that. remember, remember that reunion episode. Remember when we said that? <laughs> yeah, this gives the vibes of uh, we might post one over the summer. <laughs> I, I was tempted not to even say any episode. <laughs> Zach and yeah. I were together pretty much the whole summer, yeah, yeah. and then we were like, should we? No, no, <laughs> no. But, yeah. So yeah, yeah. don't forget about us. Don't forget we won't about forget us. about you. You know, you we appreciate the journey that you've been on with us. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't expect anyone to listen to this, honestly. Yeah. And, you know, to <laughs> be Real. fair, we probably would have posted this even if no one did listen to this That's because true. it's just kind of a thing. We, we made wanted. it. Why yeah. would we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One person finds yeah. it interesting. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> the one person's yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. Y'all don't get anything out of it. I feel like we get stuff yeah, out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, exactly. just talking about it. Because it's not, it's not at all scripted. We're just winging it. Yeah, honestly, like you to script to this would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> to imagine to us reading off a script. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's NPC. Insert <laughs> laugh here. <laughs> the, laugh track. Apple laugh candle, candle. Yeah. Or, like reading about the apple candle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just some words of encouragement. Like, we just kind of started this because we were like, oh, we should just make a podcast. Yeah, like, yeah. don't be afraid to just do, do stuff. stuff. Yeah. Like, this is a wonderful tool for evangelization. Like, the number yeah. of people who have reached out to me who are like, oh, my gosh, like, I started going to church again after listening to your podcast or yeah. I started praying again after listening to your podcast. Like, that is not the reason that we started it. No. We were just like, well, <laughs> what if we started a podcast? Oh, <laughs> um, and so, like, I've talked to people and they're like, wow, I can't believe you just, like, decided one day you're gonna start a podcast and the next day you did it i'm like yeah i'm like i don't know what i don't know what to say but yeah just do the thing if you feel like that's what you want to do you know it's like if you feel like i want to start a podcast just do it yeah like you never know what have you got to lose nothing what way you're gonna help bring people back to jesus like Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. like if you feel him calling you in a direction don't be afraid to leap at the chance, you know? Yeah. Because, like, cause, as my mug says, where God guides, he, he provides. Ayo. <laughs> but um, I, I hope you all, just one last quick mm-hmm. thing because I know we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I, I hope you all, like, at least got something from one of these podcast episodes True. and you were like, man, that really spoke to me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's all. Thanks for following us on this journey. Yep. It's been real. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real. It's been real. (laughs) And remember, drink coffee, be Catholic. Catholic. Goodbye. This is how it feels.